What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. Episode four is finally here, with this time multiple guests, not just one, but multiple. And that is, we have the band Ozonic here, hailing all the way from the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, all the way out west. <laughs> I actually only know the guitarist in the band, um, Sean. We had followed each other on Instagram a few years back due to our love of the same pop-punk bands, so I didn't know too much about the other members of the band, so it was really fun getting to know the whole band and how much music means to them, what they're working on, meaning behind their name. There's so many things we talked about. It's, I know it's a long episode, but stay tuned. Um, they just released two new singles off their upcoming EP, which I'm very excited to hear. They're very talented musicians. I can't say enough good things about them. I can go on and on about it. But definitely check out their new EP when it comes out, um, which they talk about in the episode. But yeah, it was so fun having them on here. They were a blast to talk to. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. In these credits, we have Sean. This is him. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> next to sean is me ryan next to ryan and sean is colin and we together we consist of ozonic or ozonic form consists o- of us form ozonic wing wing ding wing, wing, wing. <laughs> and here we go so <laughs> it's gonna be like that um so um y'all are a band we've established that thank you for being on here as well Glad to have you on here. Awesome. Um, but yeah, you're Ozonic, so you <laughs> introduce yourself, yourselves already. Um, so, which, who does what in the band? Um, so, I play guitar. Um, it's so weird being with like three, like, because <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if they're gonna tell who's talking. I guess, <laughs> but I'm Sean. I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Next to Sean is Ryan again. <laughs> I'm playing drums. <laughs> and on the uh, right-hand side is Colin, and um, I sing and I do some light atmospheric keys as well. Man, I, I give you some more credit than that. I don't think they're adding <laughs> more the melody. Keys. So uh, yeah, yeah, some of them. It really depends on the song, but we do have like a, a full-time keyboardist. So basically, when he's not doing something, I am. You know, at his convenience, when he gets here, he'll introduce himself. (laughs) When he gets here, he may or may not later, but but either way, he's here in spirit and in spirit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, he's just like a ghost above us. (laughs) Tim the ghost. Yeah. Um. So I know. I honestly only really know Sean. Um. I don't know the rest of you too well, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but me and Sean, I think you followed me a while ago on like Instagram. Yeah, it's been um, a few years. It's been yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit. So I found out about um, all of you, the band through Sean, um, and I think it goes off of like me and Sean's like taste in music too. How we've seen that within like Ozonic too. Like you take like um, like your pop punk style to like grunge electronic all of that i think that's interesting um yeah. but i know sean is from he said colorado right yeah 
Yeah. So are you all from Colorado? Yeah. I mean, I've lived here for like 20 years, but I was born in like Dallas, Fort Worth, and then moved here in like 2000. But, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I was born in Glendale, California, um, as was uh, our bassist, um, who's also not here right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, we moved out here. Pro- Gosh, I think it was about uh, somewhere in between 20, 25 years ago. So I'm definitely a native of Colorado. Yeah, I definitely good. like, yeah. I definitely <laughs> like Colorado a lot better. <laughs> never, never been out that way. How is it? Um, I guess you're out on west. the east coast, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Boston. Oh God, yeah, it's like culture shock difference. <laughs> then. Yeah, you're gonna come yeah. out here and you're gonna see all these mountains and like everyone actually has land, you know. Land? What is that? Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> land? Someone say we have too much land. You know, yeah. Too much to go around. Oh man. Well, too much freedom here in Colorado, if you ask me. <laughs> Lots of hills and valleys and mountains and things. Yeah. A lot of potholes too. It's god awful. It's oh, sucks. same here. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't have as many uh Dunkin' Donuts as we have though. <clears throat> oh, how many Dunkin' donuts, donuts do you have? <laughs> literally now now the starbucks we have that's how many literally there's a street there's a street near me near where i live that has dunkin donuts there's two of them on both sides of the street so you go to Are one and me? the other one's five minutes down the road on the other side of the street <laughs> uh, that makes me think of us i remember hearing this one thing in seattle where like if you just threw a dead cat, you'll find a Starbucks coffee. Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Why a dead cat? What? I don't know. Are I you catapulting the dead cat? It's or... so depressing in Seattle. That's just all they got. You know? Man. Jeez. I mean, I know their music scene is pretty awesome, but that's yeah. about all. And I know it rains. It a lot. That's all I know. Raining, about. yeah. <laughs> rain with a chance of rain. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, Colorado's cool. It's a. Uh, it's it's nice and safe. We don't really get a lot of crazy natural disasters going on. Mm-hmm. We get fires, if anything. Yeah, we get a lot of fires, but no tornadoes or hurricanes, of course. Yeah, it's like... The mountains protect us. <laughs> just in the that. middle, honestly. We got a, <laughs> we got a mountain shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll have to come out there at some That's point when, you know... Uh, Uh-oh, it didn't shut off, did it? Oh, wait, what is happening? I think it's cutting out okay. the audio. Maybe Never had this happen. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. My we screen, were worried because we... My screen yeah. came on, and I was like, oh, my God. Did it yeah, oh, like, no. we, 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 we were hurt. Like, oh, God, <laughs> guys, we're tanking hard. Ooh. I have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, cool, but, yeah, you're a, a very, very talented photographer. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Appreciate that. You're like, one of my favorites ever. Oh. <laughs> you just have this like cool style. Um, can I yeah, see I, um... style on social media? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what style is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's I time to go. promote yourself. <laughs> on my own podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> promote myself on my own podcast? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> just, just do it, man. Let that ego shine. God, I miss concerts. <laughs> I yeah. oh man, we do too. We do too. We miss we miss the crud out. Miss shooting them. Oh, miss going to them. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like, miss seeing those drunk dudes just vomiting all over the floor, man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> those are our people. 
They are our people, and God damn it, we love them, Sean. <laughs> yeah, um, music is like a, it's a distraction for all of us, and like not being able to play shows and still being surrounded by all this like just this negativity everywhere you look right now is really hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's like, especially not being able to play shows is just such a such a drag. Yeah, we were going to play one uh, later this month, but we had to, we decided just to cancel it because, you know, we really we really didn't want to. But we had like a lot of friends that weren't were just aren't even really going out right now. So a lot of our fans wouldn't have been able to go. And then, of course, there's just the risks and we just weren't sure. Like, yeah. You know, we, we just in the end felt like it wasn't a good idea. So, I mean, yeah, like our. You know, with all the COVID spreading around again with this uh, whole fall season, it's like, who knows what's going to even happen now. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of a wait and see thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. No, it's crazy. Like, you, you, we were used to seeing all these local bands just posting nonstop about shows, content, and it's the whole social media is just empty now. Like, you might see like mm-hmm. one post here and there, but it's so weird to see. Like, it makes me wonder, like, you know, if some of these bands are even still around or, how are some of these venues even doing? Like, I don't even know if that whole uh, save our stages thing even really. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that uh that hashtag in a while, so it is a little bit you know, a little bit worrisome. I hope it's still going strong. Yeah, it's definitely troublesome for like the owners of like a lot of the small music venues too. Mm-hmm. They haven't been oh. in business. It's it's so tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, but... Like, um, I know Red Rocks is doing like small shows here and there, and I saw the black. Oh, yeah. shit, what had get the axe playing like or uh, something? So, um, it was kind of cool. So there's this local band here called Get the Axe, and um, they're putting out an EP pretty soon. But instead of playing it at this local venue here, um, they had like a little party basically where they had like, uh, they decorated the place. Um, and was and they played their EP over the loudspeakers for everybody, um, so that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We might do something in the near future like that too. Um, it's kind of a cool alternative to shows. It definitely doesn't replace them, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of those. It's the best we can do with what we have right now, kind of situations. Until we just find that hella skrilla to build up all the streaming, <laughs> you know, equipment. You know, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> just stumble upon that uh winning lotto number you know i mean it was like that trip we had at cripple creek you know like uh so so we won like a battle of the bands last uh summer Mm -hmm. in cripple creek and so they gave us like 150 dollars in voucher funds to go to their slots and stuff and i like i've never gambled right so i'm like hitting the slots (laughs) random bets i'm like yeah let's do it let's go and I like won like two hundred and fifty bucks, like just by farting around. It was a great time. He you know? he pretty much did better oh, yeah. than any of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this dude over here won so much money, and I basically just flushed mine down the toilet. <laughs> I won fifty four cents. I mean, that's Sick. Four more cents than what I had when I went <laughs> in there. Something. It's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be so bad at gambling. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know how to be good at it. Like, I know there's tricks with the machines and stuff like that. Like, but like I, I breaking don't them open and stealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. That's a That's big a one big that strategy. Um... <laughs> yeah, whack them with a shovel and oh my god, money oozes out. 
Well, I mean, I picked up like two new jobs and I'm like hustling 50 hours a week now. Hopefully I can start getting at least some drum mics, you know? Yeah. Every day Ryan is hustling. Hustling. Hey, that's how you do it. We're going to get like copyright infringement for that. <laughs> My podcast just gets taken down. Was I don't even know who did that. Was it? No, that's everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did like the spin off on that in that one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm just, sorry. I feel like we're taking over. Do you? No, take over. It's, it's my podcast, but like it's about y'all. You can take over as much as you want. Um, <laughs> but feel I hate free to like, butt in and ask yeah. questions oh, yeah. whenever you want. Nah. I hate to be like, you know. Um, <laughs> It's not like so say like an interview is more like like I like to have it's like a conversation, you know. It's just yeah, chill. absolutely. Um, but <laughs> I do have like a sheet up of like things I usually like just ask people. Um, but I hate to do it as like <laughs> it changes by guest. But I hate to do it in like a way that's just like oh like here's like your generic band questions like what does oh, your yeah, name yeah. mean and like you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean, people you? the people that are listening to this don't know you so maybe it's good to like they want to know the information like how'd you get started or like you know a little taste yeah yeah can answer this it all started <laughs> in the early 1900s i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> um so basically this band ozonic um we started uh core band started about five years ago i had a solo electronic project called the epic weatherman um it was really weird like kind of eccentric theatrical stuff i would just do um i would record all the backing tracks and then i'd go do live performances where i would sing slash perform along with them like i'd do weird choreographed stuff and like i always tried to kind of make it story themed and really bizarre um and i did that for a while and then it just kind of i just kind of started realizing like man i want this project to to go somewhere else. I kind of got tired of it just being me. Like I wanted to have a band around me. And, um, I had been in a few other bands, um, before, uh, that, that never really took off. Uh, and they were all like in retrospect, I'm glad that I was in all of them. Like I was in a, a pop punk band for a while that I had a lot of fun with. I was in an alternative rock band that I had a lot of fun with. So I had experience with all these projects, but just none of them for one reason or another. Um, just, we didn't, none of them clicked so i was like i'm gonna start a band of my own um so and it was fun uh so yeah i put together this group of um uh there were there were seven of us this band started off as seven musicians there were three guitarists and um it was it was cool at first like it was a lot of fun it felt good but just it, it was it was just it was chaotic. There was yeah. probably the same drama that Slipknot has like every single <laughs> day. I can only imagine. How many members does Slipknot even have? They've got like, like nine. Eight, nine? nine? Yeah. Oh, God. They have like a turntablist. They have the washboard guy. They got <laughs> the hit in the cake, you know, what? like doing percussion stuff. And then, of course, guitar, bass. Of course, the banjo drum, player. Singer. Banjo yeah, player in Slipknot. It's just from uh, what, Iowa, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, Sound guys hated us because we show up and like when they when like four of us were on stage, they're like, This is it, right? And then like three more 
three other guys show up and they're like, no, oh, no. you have more. What? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and like three guitarists, nonetheless, they were, yeah, they, yeah. they were frustrated, frustrated with us. And the thing is too, like we were pretty, I mean, I, I had a lot of, uh, I have like a vocal pedal I use a lot now and now I know exactly like how to run it and how to use it and stuff. But back then I, every show I would have to like ask my bandmates like, okay, what do I do with this again? How do I hook this up again? And so, you know, you have the, the, the added pressure of that, you know, you have seven band members that you have to mix and make sure not people aren't too loud or too quiet, but then you got people who don't even know their own equipment. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> we were a pain in the ass, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but we evolved from there. Um, the cool thing is literally every band member, we've gone through a few different bandmates, like a few drummers, a few guitarists, but, um, and a uh, bassist too, that we used to have, but like, it's all the departures have all been, uh, is the word a- amicable, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a good, it's yeah, it was all, that's, what's cool. Like we've never had any hardships or anything with any of our band members. It's just people, people just kind of, you know, come in and out, but we've had, uh, the last two years, uh, I think now it's like, uh, some one and a half to two years, we've had the same core group and it's, uh, we feel like we've really like hit something. We've kind of struck gold with who we have now. Um, and there's just five of us now, so definitely not seven anymore. Sound we, we used to be called Weather Vane as well because I wanted to keep. Um, I've always liked having uh, kind of a weather-ish theme in my project names um, because I've always uh, the way like I've written music and especially the way that like we have written music as a group. It's always been very fluctuating. You know, like we'll write one song that sounds a bit more grungy and then one that's a bit more synthy and then it's just kind of always you know slow fast tempo they all fluctuate like the weather does the weather in colorado is so unpredictable much like our music i got a question for you colin so like if, if it's all weather you know based in terms of like how you've come up with the names and your whole persona yeah how did ozonic then form as the name for the next part that was something actually. I think Ooh. Sean was the one who came up with it. Yeah, because we knew we had to. We knew we wanted to change our band name. Now this was what like about, I think a year into of us us being yeah. a band is when we found out there was already another band called. Weather yeah, Vane. so there was another band called Weathervane. I think in Ohio or something, and right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it got so out of hand that like our shows were getting um advertised on like their facebook page and vice versa and like a venue used their logo on a show that on a flyer for a show that we had mm-hmm. so it was like all right one of us has to change and i think they were already more like established and stuff so um yeah, yeah i just thought ozonic was cool because it's kind of like um it's still weather ish it's like the ozone layer sort of mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like we do have a lot of airy sort of synths and stuff in our songs so it's kind of like this soaring i guess feel i guess i don't yeah. know that that's very why atmosphere yeah. very much like the ozone layer we're deteriorating it and we're we're, we're tearing it up good <laughs> no we're polluting the ozone layer with our fat beats <laughs> Any gravestone? (laughs) I should let everyone know, Ryan here, that I drank in a bang before coming to this podcast. (laughs) Extra, extra energetic. Sponsored by Bang. (laughs) 
They sponsor the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Juicy juice. 100% juice. <laughs> anyway. This is made possible with viewers like you. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Oh. Not, I, I don't either, well, man. Um, I mean, I know at this point in our history of Ozonic, I still haven't joined the scene just yet. Um, so you were like at Weathervane with seven of us coming and going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Yeah. Um, and we definitely had a heavier, I, I would say we used to have a bit more, a bit more rock, like more a of lo- an analog sound, I guess. It's hard say. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just kind of yeah, more how like, would you like dirty. how would you like to describe, like, I guess your music if so, you had to. Um, when I first joined the group, this was about almost two years ago now, like, um, you know, Colin hit me up on Facebook. I just got done playing, um, and touring with, uh, this other local group, uh, here. And I was, you know, just kind of doing my own thing, teaching lessons and just, you know, whatever. And then Colin hit me up and I learned their EP in three days, came in, slayed it clearly. (laughs) A little bit of a flex, but, (laughs) but it's true. It's not a false flex. No. It's a very true (laughs) flex is true. This is, you know, this (laughs) is like legit, legit, man. But, (laughs) but when I was first listening to their stuff, like I, you know, I've never heard the group or anything prior to the, you know, to the, I guess, audition, if you will. And um, when I was listening to it, to me, um, right off the bat, it sounded a lot like um, like Japanese rock that you'd hear in like a lot of anime intros and outros. And so it had that um, very rock synth kind of sound to it. And the phrasing itself would always jump back and forth between these like very um, high energy sections, very, um, you know, emotional verses. And I was just like, wow, this is so addictive to just listen to. <laughs> We're and... post emo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But now, like, and we're just this huge, like, oh, hey, it's Tim. Speak of the devil. Our keyboardist yeah. is about to join us. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, the eclectic of our music, it, it varies all over the place. Like, how you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, Sean's pop punk uh, kind of background. Colin's done a lot of theatrical stuff, rock, pop punk as well. Um, and then I've been doing the drum stuff for, like, 18 years, doing, like, uh, mostly, you know, rock, metal, and jazz um, direct throughout my college years, so... I'm I'm always listening to the weird stuff out of the rest of everyone else. I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. the weird stuff, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get on in here, Tim. You know. I won't bite. Get in here. <laughs> join the join the podcast. <laughs> Tim's gonna have a seat with us. You gotta get kind of intimate with the microphone. Yeah. yeah. A little oh bit. yeah. I, oh, okay. And you know, six feet too, Tim. I mean, six six feet, yeah. Six feet, six feet, man. <laughs> Six feet or six feet deep, you choose. <laughs> um, Tim, say hi. Hello. Hi. What's up, Tim? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just had to go to work. The funny thing is, is right, like we're all like talking to these microphones, but we're all looking at the speaker you're coming out of. So, you know, we're like <laughs> talking to a speaker. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a Star Wars droid or <laughs> <Yep>. something. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of, it, it's cool because like Ryan did come into this um, like after like the initial sort of EP was done. So um, I, I kind of like, go off of his um like 
perspective, I guess, on on our sound because he was yeah. like he was new to it. He was a listener before he was in the band. Because mm-hmm. like we all of us struggle to kind of um, explain what our our genre is, I guess, because mm-hmm. we all do have different influences. Um, I just say like electronic alternative music because um, there's just it's just too much to explain. Yeah, <laughs> someone called us granola metal once, which really what? confused me. Granola. Granola, granola metal. metal. Yeah, we're you know just that organic metal. Because we're kind of heavy. <laughs> but is it like that, like Nature Valley granola that just goes everywhere? <laughs> or oh, Nature yeah. Valley metal. <laughs> hidden Valley Ranch. Hidden, yeah, Hidden Valley granola. It's like granola covered in ranch. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, it sounds terrible. It was random granola. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, like. But that's the name of our group chat on Facebook. It's My Granola Metal Band. That's funny. <laughs> that forever. <laughs> granola Ranch. I'll try that. Actually, no, I won't. No, I won't. We're raising this granola for about a you know one four score now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so hit us with another question. <laughs> And I guess this is a good part to say, you know, like if you really want the best representation of our music, fellow listeners, um, just, you know, check us out on Ozonic Band through Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find us there. And like um, we have an EP coming out. And I think that's a pretty good place to start next. You know? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw that. I saw that you released the, the, um, the new singles to that, which mm-hmm. those pop off. I listen oh, to you like them? Off. Of course I do. Glad you like. <laughs> no, I hate them. They're awful. Got it off my podcast. <laughs> no. My mom told me she really likes like and sub, so I think we're we're, <laughs> we're yeah we're going somewhere good. Yeah, that's gonna be our next music videos for that song. Yeah, we're working on it Hell right yeah. now. We're in the process of filming, and we're all we're doing it ourselves without a director or anything. It's all DIY, so it's 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 uh it's pretty tricky. It's it's. <laughs> It's taken a bit. There's a lot that um, a lot of learning to do with making a music video. Um, so we're jumping through some hoops and stuff with it, but ultimately we're having a lot of fun with it and coming up with some neat concepts yeah. and stuff. So we're excited to yeah. get that all done. Yeah, I feel like a lot of bands now um, have done like the whole DIY thing with the music videos. It's been mm-hmm. interesting to see um, yeah, like, um, what I they do with you know. it. If there's anything out of this pandemic that's positive is it's just making a lot of bands in general focus more on like a lot of the unspoken parts of being in a band, which is, you know, you have to promote yourself through that social media and really trying to build that connection with your audience, which I think a lot of local bands tend to really forget about because we're not in that, you know, past uh, kind of music scene of the 80s where you didn't have the internet to really vault you know you're listening and so Mm -hmm. i think you know in today's age you know it requires a lot of knowledge of different platforms just to even really get yourself through the you know i guess the vast ocean of music that there is nowadays Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we've learned a lot of you know how to edit and you know the even just photography stuff learning like angles you know lighting and this and that and then you know oh, yeah. with new equipment like it's it's really cool honestly like and it's something i'm sure we've been putting off for honestly too long but mm-hmm. you know you, you got to start it someday right yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> you yeah, know it's a good thing to like learn all the different aspects of like what goes into like you know being a band and like even 
on the like art side of it too with like music, music videos and um directing art direction all that it's good to like you know know how to do all that stuff in case like you don't have anybody to, to do any of that exactly or the money god it's or so the budget yeah. i know i know <laughs> yeah like to get the really good uh to get the the stuff the pros use yeah it's pretty pretty expensive <laughs> so any any times you anytime you can cut corners but still make something that's really good quality that's like that's what you just you just gotta do <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all about being creative this time mm-hmm yeah. Um, going off of that too. Um, <laughs> where was I at? Um, oh yeah. So you said something about your new EP. Do you have a name for that yet, or it's just going to be like a self-titled? Yep. Uh, it is going be, to be self-titled. Yeah, it'll be self-titled. <laughs> Sorry, we all looked we're, at each other. Like, who's no, gonna, <laughs> Who's got this one? Who's got this? One? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, nice. Yeah. Self-titled because. Uh, we feel like it's a good um, representation of what the band is. Like there's five songs on it, but none of them sound remotely the same. I mean, you can tell from like, and sub and electric blood mm-hmm. already that like, they're two very different styles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, five of us, five different songs. We all look very different. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're just kind of going with the flow on that one. Exactly. I like that approach. Five different, five different genres. <laughs> fucking diverse as hell in this band <laughs> hell yeah um <laughs> we love to see it but yeah i'm excited for the for the new ep how many is it coming out this year or next year if you can say um it's kind of uh it's kind of complicated so it's <laughs> it's been in the works for a very long time um and we we had these grand plans to release it back in march um it was or not march uh it was done in may so it was going to be like a ep release around may but this was like before it was done so like Mm -hmm. when march came and all of like the world fell apart um fire nation attack (laughs) when the fire um we kind of had to to pivot and um, kind of release these singles. Um, we were going to do one single and then I think just release the EP, but now we're, we've done two singles now. Um, we might potentially do a third and then release it, um, but we're, ju- we're just kind of um, dragging out the content as much as we can to try to get through all of this instead of just putting it out there and then we don't really have anything left. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're kind of just building more hype for it. We want to do a proper EP release show um, whenever shows can happen again, but it probably won't be for quite some time. So we just have to be patient. Exactly. You ever think of like doing like a virtual show? Yeah. And that's one thing we've definitely tried talking about too. And of course that was kind of going back to, you know, trying to get the equipment to even start streaming would be great too. But um, I know the um, Will Kennedy, he's got, he's helping us edit the video and did some videography for us for the video. Um, he was talking to us, you know, the public library out here actually has this um, studio called 21C where you can rent out like their 4K cameras. They even have an entire like um, audio studio and um, green screens and stuff. You can like set up 
an entire streaming front like for free essentially at the library oh damn yeah and like all you have to do is just go in you know get certified to use the equipment like um and then you know you just sign it out and uh schedule it you know like i think you need at least a couple months in advance for the nicer equipment but i mean i guess you know the only reason we haven't been doing that is um, i believe the studio is still closed for the pandemic so like you know hopefully things can start going normal and that would be at least an option for until we build up you know the equipment to do it ourselves but Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's a good outlet though i wish i mean it's probably things around here but i just don't look into it but that's a good outlet though you haven't been able to like rent just a space to like do all of that yeah and then god with acoustics on everything you don't want to like do it in a crappy room either and then it just sounds like you're like the oh, like the flux capacity, if you guys remember that place. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, wow. like it was a really great uh, local venue we had uh, that was around for a little bit called the Flux Capacitor. And it was, it was mm-hmm. really great. Um, it was they, they brought in a lot of great, uh, a lot of awesome talent and stuff. Uh, they let a lot of local bands play that were like just getting started, just getting on their feet. So it gave them like a great opportunity but just the uh, there there wasn't any insulation. It was really like kind of a, a hole in the wall. So like the sound would just bounce like crazy off the <laughs> it was like wall. A so you hit cymbals and it was like, oh man, <laughs> and that's like all you could hear. So yeah, think about the first level of Guitar Hero, and that's what that place was. <laughs> oh no, <Yeah>. precisely. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, due to, like, you know, health code. I don't know if it was, like, health code or building code violations. It, but... it was building codes. It was, uh, do, I don't know if you remember, but there's uh, a, an artist community that uh, burned down from a fire. Like, well, oh I, mean, I don't know what else he burned down Ooh. from, but uh, <laughs> burned down Yikes. Um, and killed a bunch of people. And it was because it wasn't oh, no. code, So they went through and shut down a bunch of communities like that. And wow. the Flex Capacitor was one of them. Yeah, for sure. So to, to reiterate that, no one died at the flex capacitor. No, right, no, right. no. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait. We know. I was nervous. <laughs> Nobody was flux. We go hard and call. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know. We go hard, but you know, not too hard. <laughs> oh, oh man. We're even talking about. Yeah, I know this is what happens, man. I did too. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about sound and, no, we were talking and DIY about, stuff. Yeah, we were talking about doing DIY and the. the oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is. It has definitely been a learning curve, but like Ryan said, it's been pretty fun to to try to like figure stuff out ourselves and make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about DIY for like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you can Which, do it, it's like. It's a must. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also think, I think you mentioned too, like getting the equipment to like stream, like a good platform to do that on from, I think my experience, um, I don't really do music too much like mm-hmm. y'all do, but <laughs> um, I'm not in a band or anything. I just do it like on the side, but I would see, I've watched people like on Twitch that oh, do yeah. like music and that's like, actually, that's a good uh, place. That's one of the top like five uh, channels right now on Twitch is uh, music. So. Yeah, it's music, amazing yeah. what Twitch has become. Like it used to be literally just a gaming platform, and now it's and like, now it's everything. Now it's got oh, chat it's meetings, everything. yeah, live yeah. shows and everything. It's insane. It's really cool. But I'm like, yeah. how, the one thing I've always thought about Twitch is like, so I'm assuming just like with Facebook and Instagram, like the only way you're really gonna get your name recognized through Twitch is probably through I'm assuming 
you know, purchased um, marketing or something like that to get popped up on people's feeds. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I've always thought about. I'm like, so how do these local acts develop enough, you know, I guess traffic in their uh, yeah. channels? Without, yeah, that's you know, the trickiest thing about it. Yeah, yeah, and I mm-hmm. guess you know that's probably the struggle of anything local business, local band, etc. Is you know, like mm-hmm. how do you really get yourself off the ground mm-hmm. without investing hundreds of thousands of dollars either in like a manager yeah. or marketing in general? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't want to go that route because it's just like you don't want to waste all the money, and then like even with that, it won't even like you don't know what's going to like, you know, work out in that sense. Yeah. Like there's no stats to really go off of like, Oh yeah, this definitely works. Look at, <laughs> look at this fucking band. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause different. It's, it's one of those things where really like uh, there, there's no, as they say, there's no like one size fits all kind of like thing to like road to success. Like any band you talk to, chances are everyone did a different thing, you know, to, you know, there's mm-hmm. some bands that, I've tried to get advice from a lot of bands we've played with, like touring bands or um, just more uh, well-established ones. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Ones more mm-hmm. experienced bands, and there are some bands that say like, "Just play, just play as many shows as you can," you know. And then there's some that are like, "Oh, just just bug people on Facebook," you know. Like, there's it's everybody has a different like style, and I guess yeah. just some things work for some people, yeah. some don't. I, I think if there's one thing I'm noticing just in general, like I've gotten the most, like I remember when we were doing that Battle of the Bands for uh, Sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. Like I sold like 60 tickets one time. Yes. Yeah. And if there's one thing I've learned is like, I think the best route that I've seen for just in general with any of our shows has been, you have to go to them in person and talk to them directly. Like if it's mm-hmm. ever on Facebook, I feel like yep. you, know, you just brush it off. You're like, Oh, you know, I might make it or, you know, oh, insert yeah. excuse, insert excuse, <laughs> not going to make it kind of thing. Or, um, they, they just brush it off because they just see it as, you know, like litter in their feed, you know? Yeah. Cause it's so easy to miss notifications too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have oh, yeah. notifications for like everything, you know, for so many apps and games and stuff, it is very easy to, I know I've accidentally missed, a lot of things a lot of events i wanted to attend just because it's so cluttered you know so it's really like that was the way to go for a while but then it just you know as all the good things do they get oversaturated so then you got to kind of forge your own new <laughs> way you know find a new uh, marketing <laughs> scheme if you will. social media yeah. is both awful and awful and good at the same time yeah yeah exactly a blessing and a curse i like to call it yeah. a blur's <laughs> A blur. <laughs> Put that in the dictionary. Yes. You can't <laughs> drop the title of our next song to like that, right? Oh! Our yeah, next that's right. is just going to be called Ryanism. Blurs. No, I just come up with puns nonstop. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah, seriously. That might be the way. I can market that one. Running around with Ryan and Tim. Running yeah. <laughs> around at the speed of sound. <laughs> But it really is, it really is all about the word of mouth, um, more than like social media, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. especially like with me too, in like photography and in like music industry with bands and stuff. Cause I have to like, I work, actually I've never really worked directly with a band yet. Um, I've got like shows that like I get from like publicists, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like even like I started to do like local bands um, that I know, which I don't know a ton actually, which is surprising. Um, 
but I usually do it by like word of mouth. Like, oh, like do you have like any friends that have like a band and they they want like any photos taken of them or any promo shots or album shots or whatever. I'm like, all right. And I'm I'm word of mouth. Photography is pretty similar to to local music scene in that sense. Where you know, I'm I'm sure there's so much competition, you know, that you're trying to fight through, and then you know, also just trying to find that foothold to really get the name out there and what you're all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about networking with both of them, definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I think if anything, what we're really learning is like whether you know, like anywhere you are in the arts it's really like almost 20% of it is your craft and 80% of it is your social networking, your marketing, um, your just overall personality. It's like you're selling a lot more than just, you know, the art itself. That's almost just like a little, a little, Ooh, ah, sizzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spicy. Um. <laughs> you know, get that. <laughs> Spray some water on it. Get some Febreze out. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best flavor. (laughs) That's actually a pretty good analogy because the fajita is the stuff on is the fajita is the stuff on the plate, and the sizzle is the sound that the stuff on the plate makes. So yeah, we are the sizzle. (laughs) Music is the sizzle. Oh, the music is puns. Ozonic is the meat. We're we're the we're the meat. Oh my god. No, I love, I love derailment. It's, it's so much fun. Um, well, conversations to here will go everywhere. Like, I remember last week, <laughs> week before my other episode, we went from, like, <laughs> and one of my friends on here that does photography, too, and we went from talking about, like, photography to talking about, like, um, <laughs> to uh, Firework by Katy Perry and how <laughs> the line she says in it, like, um, <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag? And I was like, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag it's so like 10 years later well you know right I, from the interview um with you know seth rogan and all that like you know with kim jong-un exploding to that song oh my gosh <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah uh, <laughs> where even go from that uh, <laughs> so what's your favorite fajita <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of Zonic. Now we <laughs> Oh no. Now we want to hear you. Oh jeez. Turn into my question part of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Mexican food too spicy. What's your favorite Febreze scent? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta just go with that Hawaiian breeze. Ooh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> How about fresh linens? Actually, yeah, that one slaps. So I always think about that. It's like there's a candle that they sell at Bath and Body Works. It's called like Endless Weekend or something. And I'm yeah. like, what does an endless weekend smell like? Also, it probably oh, smells no. horrible. It probably, probably smells so like, funny. like booze and like. Well, it's got to be so subjective, right? Like, how's everyone's weekend, like, all, like, averaged and, like, statistically put together to create, like, this is the sound of the weekend. It smells pretty, pretty bomb, though, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's you, one... you'd prefer, if it's an endless weekend, you'd prefer it with somebody who, like, does a lot of, like, barbecue grilling and not, like, a hoarder, you know? Like, yeah. you don't want to smell a hoarder's endless weekend, because, yeah. like, or... 
Oh, or you know, like uh, like a wrestling tournament endless weekend. Oh no. Or band camp. Yeah. Band camp. Oh god. Band camp. Maybe unless you're like in the band camp and you guys are like raging and the hormones, you know, things might happen, you know. But you know, but then the endless hormones too. So you know, in the end, it's just not a good thing. No. <laughs> the endless hormones. That's a good. Uh... Good band name right there. If anybody yeah, all want to pick gonna, that up, we're just gonna have to like lose ten years of our life, like revert back a little bit, and then you know start from high school. <laughs> just drink. <laughs> I remember there was like a candle I saw somewhere. Like go back to the can- weird, weird candle names for like scents. There was one. I think I have it still. It's called flannel. It's like how's a flannel smell? What does flannel? Does smell it have like, like a wood scent to it? I guess. Yeah, is it pine? No, it's like citrusy. <laughs> I don't think flannel and citrus. Uh, It doesn't hit. (laughs) So it doesn't slap. That doesn't sound weird. No. The flannel candle doesn't slap. (laughs) Quote of the day. I mean, let's let's be honest, right? Like the the best candles are the wood wicks. You know, you get that little crackle. (laughs) Oh heck yeah! Those are like logs on fire. I love that, especially during winter. Yeah, that is like Mm -hmm. so cool. Back when I lived in Black Forest, like that's probably the one thing I miss. Like in our house, we have like a wood burning oven Mm -hmm. or like stove. You know, we just throw logs in to like heat up our whole house in the winter. You know out um where i lived like where the trees like separated to like the plains yeah you get like six seven foot snow drifts and you get like stuck inside your house for like three days so, you know, oh <laughs> you're just stuck in there the whole time you know <laughs> just putting logs in the fire getting that cabin fever mm. that's a good time Colorado. <laughs> what, what did you say that was a good time honestly sounds like a good time uh, yeah. <laughs> i've lived a very um what is it? What's the word I'm thinking of? Privileged, you know, <laughs> lifestyle. I guess. You've lived a very ozonic life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. Are we privileged? Is that ozonic? Yeah. Yes. Ozonic. Uh, we are. No. Uh, oh, yeah, my no, no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You get. You get Got to cut that. Before off. we derail, I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just with another good old question or something. Hmm. Well, we can get, get into like the deep, deep part of it. We can get deep in this. Um, Mariana's trench deep. <laughs> the band. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that is a band, Love isn't it? it? Yeah. I think there's a song called that by uh, August Burns. Oh, August well. Burns Red. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Going off of that to Mariana's trench deep. Um, this is these are like a few questions I ask everybody because like the main like point of my podcast like the snapshots from life are like oh, let's talk about like you know moments from life and you know what they taught us and you know <laughs> <laughs> um, deep but yeah so I had uh, I guess if you can think if there is one or I guess multiple ones or just one um, a moment in anyone's life it can be collectively or all of yours well whoever wants to answer um that has either shaped you or the band i guess you can answer as a band um or has taught you a lot we all go it's a thinker we could we could go down the line i guess yeah yeah be cool with that sure sure sick okay so 
a moment or series of moments that helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to say for uh, for me personally, like there was a uh, a show that I played as the Epic Weatherman, like a solo show way back. Um, that I uh, it was literally my worst show. But for for a lot of reasons, um, I didn't rehearse well enough for it. Like I literally forgot some of my lyrics on stage. <laughs> um, it was just really embarrassing. Um, and it, there was just so much wrong went wrong. Like I had technical difficulties because, um, <clears throat> as I was uh, explaining earlier, like I used to record my own um, backing tracks and stuff, and I basically mm-hmm. perform along with them. Um, and I did a lot of stereo effects with them. So I did a lot of stuff that would, you know, a lot of stuff that went between the left and right speakers. But um, for some reason, like it was only going mono for like this show that I did. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of like the really cool effects that I had on there that like bolstered the sound and that made the song sound cool, like were just gone. And so it was just so that was kind of making me flustered and just it was basically almost everything that could go wrong did i I like i think i even like tripped over the mic cord or something like that just just ridiculous stuff um but that oddly enough like i you know i went home and i was pretty irritated and just you know was not having a good time but but i um that i still remember that show like so well um that like that was uh that was just kind of like a turning point for me. That was just where I, that was that moment where I messed up so bad that I was like, okay, I never want to feel what I'm feeling right now again. So I'm going to practice my butt off for like every show that I ever play. And I'm going to make sure that I'm much more prepared. And I started getting a lot more meticulous about things, you know, just like trying to make sure I didn't forget stuff and, um, you know, practicing song lyrics and stuff a lot like a few days before just just making sure i had like everything drilled um and that's something i kind of take to this day you know as i really like working hard before every performance and just making sure that everything's like you know the best that uh the best that it can be because it's like everybody makes mistakes i mean that's an inevitable inevitable part Mm -hmm. of being an artist musician whatever you know um you're going to make mistakes and stuff, but it's like, it's, it's, it's how you kind of respond from that. And that one show I had was like a very <laughs> kind of eye opening moment. It was like, what, what <laughs> yeah. this again? hell no. So <laughs> yeah, that's my thing, I guess. <laughs> show me what you got, Tim. <laughs> um, well, I, so one moment, I think, especially in my music career that has been a particularly like building moment for me I was actually uh in college I I'm actually I'm a classically trained percussionist actually I, some, mm-hmm. I don't know how I fell into playing keyboards I but <laughs> <laughs> um I had spent hours and hours and hours preparing this marimba solo for a recital um and I I don't know if you've ever seen a marimba player but like I have they use, yes I have they use four mallets like so two mm-hmm. mallets in each hand it's incredibly hard to control sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's something that I like, I, I'm a natural perfectionist. Like I, I don't like making mistakes. So I'll practice for hours and hours and hours on end. And this particular solo, I had been practicing 
I mean, for weeks, to be honest. Um, got to the recital, got up on stage. I was super excited to play my piece. Uh, got up there, played the entry, like, I think it was like the first eight bars. And I had a complete mind dump. Like, every every part of this solo left my mind. And there was this moment of panic where I was like, what the fuck do I do? Um, I just kind of kept playing, making up this crazy piece. I don't remember any of it. Oh my god, I, I actually remember that. Yeah, I think Ryan was actually there because <laughs> yeah, we were we were we were in college together. Yeah, Tim and I. Uh, that's how I actually first met Tim before I even joined the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I created this crazy piece on the spot and. I just kind of sold it like that was the actual thing. I got off stage and I remember walking up to the uh, the piano teacher for the college, who's wonderful, very talented, but very intense woman. Uh, and she, she comes up to me and she's like, "Oh, Tim, you did so amazing! It was so it was so great." And I'm like, "I made up I made up that entire thing." And she goes, "I know." Like, um, and it was kind of it was a big building moment for me because like it was it, it kind of clicked in my head like you know as much as you can prepare like you can be absolutely perfect at something like a million times over but you know mistakes are still going to happen and I just kind of had to learn how to roll with it and I I actually had similar incidents happen with Ozonic there was one time where I completely forgot how to play the intro for a uh, uh, cover and we had to skip it oh. on stage. Um, <laughs> yeah. at, uh, where was that at Barkay? Barkay, yeah. Bar-K. Um, the song was but hand clap. Yeah, I think it was, was hand. Yeah. It was hand clap. I forgot how to play the intro line for that, and um, it was really embarrassing. But I mean, again, I, I grew from it, and like it was a piece that I played a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, accidents happen, and sometimes you can't you just control have mind that. Parts sometimes, so <laughs> it happens. But yeah. That's wild. It's a good segue for me, I guess, because yeah, like said, uh, we both went to college together, and um, I when I started playing marimba, whew, so like um, I'm I'm a self-taught drum set player, and so when I went to college, that was the first time I ever like took private lessons, learned music theory, how to even read music really to begin with, etc. And so I was doing a solo marimba piece, and um, I was like going through this one section, and I same thing as Tim, I froze up completely and like could not remember any of the section and but instead of you know winging it and cr- coming up with a great solo i got so mad i walked off stage and stopped playing all <laughs> so that was probably like oh my, my worst performance ever and then after that graduating i joined the band before ozonic and we were touring for two straight weeks through like new mexico arizona and then back to colorado springs to open up for Corey feldman and his heavenly angels and so <laughs> that, that whole, so that's a great story too but um the, essentially you know that was probably like the worst musical experience i ever had being stuck in an f-150 with two guys who were so pessimistic and like just such a bummer to be around it made me almost quit playing music altogether and i've been playing for almost 18 years now and um you know, once I quit that group and went through all that struggle, um, that's when Colin found me, reached out, and I auditioned for these guys. And when we um, went back and won that uh, Cripple the Creek Battle of the Bands, um, outside of the the money voucher stuff we got, we also won a trip to Vegas. And so we um, took my van, and yeah, we drove all the way to Vegas from Colorado Springs. It was about, you know, 12 hours there and back, give or take. And um you know, I grew to love these guys so much because, you know, driving through with them, hanging out with them 
and going back, like, I was like, wow, like I can be around these guys for, you know, a long time. And I don't want to fucking kill myself for lack of a better word. (laughs) And like, you know, like, um, it it, it meant a lot to me because I didn't think I was ever going to go back into touring or even want to take that route again after what I had with that other group. Yeah. 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 You know, you guys are great for me. And, you know, I've learned a lot of great moments being with this band and, you know, I'd say it's probably the best I've ever had. Same. same. Thanks guys. Absolutely, man. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, so important. That's awesome. So I've had very similar experiences um, to these guys. Um, <laughs> in in a my very first band, um, I, I I started playing guitar when I was about fourteen, um, and I started my first band a few years after that. And uh, like, I I always like let my emotions show really bad on stage. Like if I messed up a note or something, I just like, I would know I'd face my back to the crowd. I just stand <laughs> there. Um, and like, I would, I would even like apologize. Like after the song was done, I'd be like, sorry guys, messed that up. And then like, I would do it like all the time. And it's like, people say all the time, like, you're really like the only one that notices those things unless it's like Mm -hmm. super like obvious, you know? Um, but like it, it, it took me a very, very long time to be comfortable with that. Like, um, it wasn't like a one show I learned from it. It was like years of my musical career that I just like, I don't know. I would just beat myself up so bad after shows and, um, it, it hasn't been until recently that like, um, that, uh, that I've just learned to, to be cool with it. Um, like a few, a few, um, I don't know if it was the beginning of this year or last year. Um, but we played a show and my guitar strap broke on stage, right. like, <laughs> like the, um, like the screw that held the, um, the peg into the guitar, uh, to hold the strap the screw itself snapped in half and like uh it, it was just irre- irreparable and i i like had to like sit down for the rest of the song until um one of the guys from the other oh bands God. gave me his guitar to use for the rest of the set but um but yeah th- that was like uh, um i was just fine with it i like laughed it off on stage i was i was totally content with what happened i didn't like let let it show or anything um Mm -hmm. but yeah like i think that was the moment where i realized like wow i'm not like upset about this anymore (laughs) like um because yeah it was it was so bad back in the day and my bandmates would hate me so much they'd be like dude why did you apologize like come on like (laughs) it's really nice yeah i was like i just wanted to let them know that i that doesn't usually happen and it's like uh i don't know but yeah i i think what you can gather from all of this is we're all very we were all very self-conscious about, Absolutely. about our performance we're uh, pretty much perfectionists yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we really care about our work <laughs> well i think we've all gone through a lot of you know personal growth honestly you know like um they don't really talk about this you know unless you see in like you know books right or documentaries essentially what's that tim? tim's got a scoot yeah spe- speaking of work and everything i i actually have to go to work so um <laughs> with you um i've 
we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, sounds Bye. good. The time will work. <laughs> Bye, Tim. Looks like Tim's Bye. working. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, my God. We've all had a lot of personal growth, and I think, you know, that's really what makes or breaks a lot of people, you know? Like, if you're not able to overcome the, these obstacles that we're always going to face in life, you know, mm-hmm. you're never mm-hmm. really going to get to where you want to be. Like, you know, success is defined by your actions right so you know like i mean gosh i used to do that all the time whenever i'd make mistakes you know you'd always like you know like you'd scoff or you know like Mm -hmm. this and that but yeah like you know i mean it takes a lot of courage to be up on a stage and i don't think a lot of people really realize that like oh yeah (laughs) like yeah 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 i still get you know goosebumps and i get nervous before every show yeah absolutely me too i still get the jitters (laughs) Oh yeah, it's like I'm, I've never been like on the stage. I mean, I guess I have not like <laughs> as a musician, unless we go back to like middle school and I played like one single snare drum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was also way in the back of the crowd, and no one can see me because I was so short. But anyway, that's um, the beauty of the percussion section. You know, the music director is like talking to everybody else, and you're just back there, you know, kind of just farting around. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're like. Like going off of all of what you said, like we're like our own worst enemies, definitely. Um, especially artists, like artists alone are just like our own worst enemies. Like we always try to be perfect in what we do. I definitely <laughs> would say I'm a perfectionist. Like even with the podcast, um, <laughs> I like edit every episode until it like sounds like perfect to me which i was like nah let's just edit it and then get it out there but i keep going on and on just like it needs to be perfect it has to be good and i'm like why am i doing this yeah (laughs) we're all our own worst enemy when it comes to criticism yeah oh yeah oh yeah and it's i mean if anything that is uh i think it's it's both good and bad because it's 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 bad in the way that like you know you you can only go so far you can only make it so good but it's also good because Mm -hmm. it shows you really actually like genuinely care about the job you do and you know and i feel like that sets a lot of people apart. i mean there's there's uh there's some people who just play music for fun and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but they're not really as focused on you know getting everything exactly right they're just like i just just want to play and and you know that's that's definitely not a bad thing but then you know then there's perfectionists who really want to try to like you know get as as good as as you possibly can um not even just from a skill standpoint but just you know, just, just evolve, just evolution, you know, and that takes, yeah. (laughs) I feel like with art, especially it's like art is how you, um, basically manifest like the truest manifestation of yourself in a physical form. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that, that you can give to people. Um, and I feel like that's why people are so hard on themselves when it comes to art, because art is yourself, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's your expression. And yeah. it's like, if your expression is off, it, it, it almost feels like you just had a conversation where you were not able to get like a point across, you know, that you wanted to. So it's kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. So definitely agreed. That's a good way to put it. I never thought about it like that. Damn. <laughs> Insightful <laughs> words of the night. <laughs> Ironic, <laughs> <laughs> we get rowdy, we but got, you know we got we got smart things. We got past the um, ranch granola. Now we're getting <laughs> ranch granola. granola for the mind. <laughs> granola for the mind. Now we're actually like, like entering the hidden valley. 
<laughs> we just talked about it before. Now we're actually like in there. Have you guys ever wondered, like, do you think the Grand Canyon was formed by ranch down in there <laughs> instead of you know water? It was the, va- the hidden valley. Hidden valley <laughs> is the Grand Canyon. all along. Yeah. Oh, that makes all sense. The burros, they went in there and uh, uh, took all the ranch from us. I think it was aliens, <laughs> though. Honestly, it's always the aliens. It was Martians. Yeah, it was definitely it's always Martians. them. Yeah. First they throw in a big crater in Arizona, then they throw a big ass crack in Arizona. What are they going to do next in that? <laughs> what's, state? what's next in Alien Alienville? Invasion, maybe. Maybe that's next. Hopefully, I mean, <clears throat> Phoenix is just going to burst into <laughs> fucking complete flames. <laughs> Basically, already almost there. So, no, oh my gosh, geez, yeah. no kidding. I went no there kidding. like I think it was like you know 15 years ago, like on a family trip, you know, doing the Grand Canyon thing, and um, we we were in uh, Phoenix to see my dad's friend, and like we went to Cooperstown, you know, like Alice Cooper's restaurant next to his like haunted house and mm-hmm. stuff, and like. I think even back then it was like 120 in the summer. Like just oh, the pavement's so yeah. hot you could crack an egg on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so <laughs> I hate that state. <laughs> Flagstaff's cool though. It's it's the Colorado of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, my car almost burst into flames on my Arizona trip. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I overheated quite a bit. <laughs> I could not go out there. I hate hot weather. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Cold weather is definitely my and, thing. You know, out here in the West, you know, like when it gets hot, like it's just dry. There's nothing. So you're just getting yeah. scorched by the sun, yep. like directly. So, you know, <sighs> at least, you know, like most of my family's out in Florida, like at least you had some like humidity in there to at least kind of make your tan look kind of normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone out here looks, we have the weirdest tan lines out here. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll, you'll get those farmers tans, you'll get t-shirt tans. And then like everyone has those really awkward like face tans or like watch tans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> like uh, I was hiking up, uh, we're next to that uh, Pikes Peak, which I believe is, you know, America's mountain, right? Like um, mm-hmm. I was going up there hiking through the backside of it. And like, I think only within like 30 minutes, my face got sunburnt because you're so close to the sun up at near 50,000 <laughs> feet. You'll just roast instantly. It doesn't take much at all. I think you like took like the smallest nap, like right before the Devil's Playground, where all the rocks are loose from all the lightning strikes. And so, mm. like uh, by the time we like woke up, our whole face is just torched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh that beeps are like twenty feet of snow when we get it in the winter here. Oh God. Well, and it's like you guys have all that humidity too, so it's just bone chilling Oof. cold, right? Yeah. It's like we either have like really hot summers and like really cold winters, but like our like right now when it's like fall to like winter, like the summer stays until like uh oh, you get muted. Um, the summer stays to like October ish now, and then it doesn't get start to get cold until like late October. Like it's barely changing now; it's still like seventies. Um, I think the recording went out again. Oh no. Oh, there we go. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rip. We have you again. Rip. <laughs> uh, I might have to repeat that entire sentence. <laughs> nice. Okay, I let that part out. Um, yeah, so, like, here we have, like, a bunch of snow in the winter. Way too much sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. 
but like our summers are always just so hot and humid and then like our winters are so cold but then like the time from like september like now from september to october november like it was hot in september it was it was still it's still like summer like the official start of fall is not like fall here we we mm. have like an extended summer and then it goes into like uh october november is like fall and then december january february march april is like winter <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's similar here, to honestly. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't get as much snow as it sounds like you guys do, but um, hmm. but yeah, it's definitely yeah. It feels like the the, the seasons are just uh, like prolonged a little. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, when I first moved here in two thousand, that was probably like the coldest seasons like in history in Colorado. Yeah. Like, um, I remember like, I think we moved like in the Black Forest area, which is about a thousand feet higher up than Colorado Springs. And it's like right next to it. It's weird. But mm-hmm. like uh, we got there and I think it was about, you know, Christmas Eve, actually, like we like started moving in and stuff. And then like we just got busted with this huge blizzard and we got, yeah, we got locked into our house for like four days with no power. <laughs> and um, we had some friends, I think either later that season or next uh, winter they came and blizzard too happened and just as bad. And uh, we had so much drifts, like we had a trampoline out in our like backyard and we turned it into an igloo. We just pack all the snow around it and, you know, it was, it was a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really fun. It was a blast. I honestly miss living up there. <laughs> yeah, it's fun sometimes when I'm not like freezing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the cold. I, if I could move to Florida or something, I would. <laughs> I hate it. I hate, I hate the cold so bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess I'm Can't just, really. but I mean, like, I run <laughs> hot naturally, so, like, for me, like, this whole summer's just been awful. Yeah. Like, my, like half my body, you know, sticking out of the sheets and blanket, my wife's trying to, like, cuddle up on me, and I'm like, get away! <laughs> <laughs> me too, that Californian blood, man, I'm like, when it gets cold, I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of friends out west who... I think prefer like the warmer weather because they're always there. And like I have a friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> she is in Boston now. Um, she's from California, but she goes to Berkeley um, College of Music. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Y'all know y'all know Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, dang. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, remember she was talking about. She was actually on my first episode of my podcast. But uh, shout out. <laughs> but she was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about she was talking about how like she's been used to like the california weather and um mm-hmm. how like their first winter here was like so like different because they should have been like really in s- snow like of that degree and how cold we get because we get like cold cold yeah <laughs> mm. like the wind chills oh my god like sometimes i just kind of hate it because like i've been here for like my whole life so i'm like mm-hmm. how much more do i have to deal with this <laughs> <laughs> America's just got like the, I think out of every nation, I think we have the most like ridiculous like p- weather patterns because we're so like yeah. wide and spanned out. Yeah, like you'll run across like every form of climate you can think of anywhere, and I what like the northern hemisphere, I guess. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Hell, even here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even just in Colorado. Well, except for yeah, we were just talking earlier about how we don't get you know, obviously we don't get hurricanes, tornadoes. Stuff we like do that, get the but... occasional tornado, like um, if you yeah. go more out east, you know, you'll probably run into them. But like back exactly. out in Black Forest, like 
we'd get some, but they'd like touch down, couldn't really hold their consistency. So. Yeah, not enough to do any damage or anything. Yeah, nothing like that '90s movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Twister. Yeah. Tornadoes are my biggest fear on the planet. Mine too. That's really weird. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, that's my biggest. That's, that's our next song then. We got a conquer on it. We got to write. Ooh. Yeah, we got to write a song about twisters, man. <laughs> Just think of Twisters like the Pokemon move, you know? Like, it, it's not the strongest move, right? It's so, not. tornadoes aren't that bad. They're only, <laughs> you know, come on. It's like, and hurricanes are just wimpy ass tornadoes with water. Wimpy ass tornadoes with water accessory. Like, you know, hurricanes is just like, you know, like God's just like, you know, let's just get a shower going for all these <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good times. This has gone everywhere. I love it. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you're having fun. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm glad you're having having some fun taking this over. I mean, oh, yeah. so that's talking I have to do. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like I think God, me alone, I could talk to like a oh I could talk to a tree and it'd be engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite. I don't know. I I feel like if I didn't have these guys next to me, I'd be like, uh uh I don't know. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I like bands. Oh, I like I like portals. Bands are cool. I do music. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, okay. <laughs> back to <laughs> back to reality for a second. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. What's your no? It's fine. It's fine. Every <laughs> moment's got an M M&M and M moment. <laughs> um, so, so I asked this question <laughs> um, to everyone. Sometimes everybody it depends what I have on, but mm-hmm. this goes well with you guys with you do music. Um, you, you do the you do the sing song thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do the jingle jangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> this one. It's kind of spicy, I guess, or maybe not. Um, or it's, 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 it's a thinker, basically. Okay, um, all right. So this is either one song, or I guess maybe one album. It can be one song, an album, or I guess an artist as a whole. Um, so either of those choices, um, which one of those brings you, would like, if you were to think of like a certain song, album, or artist, um, and like a certain moment in your life, um, like what is a, one of those things? Like, for instance, like a song. Like, what song brings you back to like a moment, like in time? I guess is what I mean. It's, it's like a weird word question, but gotcha. like for me, it's like how I think of it is like, oh, like well, this song I was thinking of, it brings me back when I listen to it. It brings me back to like um, laying in the grass, like outside, and like mm-hmm. it's springtime and. Like, <laughs> I can yeah. smell like the fire bonfires. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But something like um, that, yeah. I'll let uh yeah, let let Sean start this one. I started the last <laughs> round. Right. So um so <clears throat> there's a song that um it's by the Goo Goo Dolls and it's called Long Way Down. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh I remember uh 
listening to that um on a camping trip with my dad and like um it was like one of those like bonding moments where he he like really wanted to show me like songs that um that he was into um and he put that on and it it, it de- when i hear that it like definitely it, like transports me like back to his car like uh i could like uh smell like the gasoline like and that was in his car like um just like we're driving with the windows down like in the mountains um it's definitely not like it's not the song isn't about like (laughs) that at all but it's just like like you said it just transports Mm -hmm. you back to that Mm -hmm. to that time um also um um damned if i do you damned if i don't by all time low Um, yep that uh Banger. listening to that just totally brings me back to to high school um my very first band uh covered that song for the talent show and we and we won it and like um i could just like yeah when i hear that i just um i go back to that time as well so that those are my two <laughs> i mean gosh man i <laughs> The more I think about this question, the more I realize like music has just been like around me my entire life, no matter where I can think of. Like, um, if I can think as far back as I can, you know, I started really engaging with music with these two cassettes I had. Like, my brother and I would like literally, we had these two that my parents had, and I don't know why we found them and had them, but mm-hmm. we would just repeat. Like, um, <laughs> it, uh, it was uh, there were singles cassettes, so like um, the first one was. Um, whip it by devo so like (laughs) like i don't know what it is like devo just has like one of those like effects on me where every time i listen to it i'm like man this like makes me think of my personality so much where i'm just like this like wacky guy who's just like all about like just having fun most of the time whenever i'm doing things musically and then the other cassette was i want to fly both versions from strigaray you know like um <laughs> I can't remember who the featured artist was. Like, you know, it was that reggae like kind yeah, of singer. He's all scatting like, through it the whole time. It's almost like Shaggy, you know, like when that came out, that whole like, you know, um and then she caught me on the count of Well then me. so like man i can just always think of music from those times and i'm always like in my own head so like when i go back and i hear whip it or i hear you know i want to fly i'm back to when i was like five years old like you know not trying to get too out there but like i was always in my underwear whenever i got out of school like i hated wearing (laughs) clothes i hate it so like i would get home and i would just like get into my like box that sounds that sounds like calling i still hate wearing yeah like you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> down with underwear up with i don't know <laughs> but you know like and then you know of course like i think we all had like you know that scene pop punk kind of you know you know time back yep. in the 2000s right so you know like i'll listen to panic at the disco my chemical romance and i'm like thinking back to when i was skateboarding wearing the tightest jeans you know? hell yeah just like hanging out with my friends after school just getting into like stupid shit like yeah. <laughs> like oh god we would just like just get into trouble all the time or like you know end up breaking things here and there like just skateboarding you know got to find that next wave you know <laughs> that street wave yep yep i'm still in the pop punk phase but <laughs> I'm in the phase now like i'll, I'll listen to anything <laughs> I just, anything I, anything anything <laughs> 
Yeah, like uh, I think it's this uh, classical piece called Memories of Hiroshima. It's just like 40 strings, just like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's intense. That's, uh, <laughs> that piece is terrifying. I've heard that. <laughs> All right, Holland. All right. What song takes you through time? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I feel like I have to name a couple for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't have to go like too in, in depth on any of them. Okay. Uh, I. <laughs> But, like, I know uh, I have definitely had a wide variety of influences growing up, like, um, uh, because my dad growing up listened to a lot of jazz and a lot of fusion stuff. So a lot of really trippy, like, out there. I feel like if it's the kind of music where nowadays it would be labeled as progressive, um, but back then it was just this whole new thing, like, what the hell is this, you know? Uh, (laughs) Very weird stuff. Um, But I... um, I remember I had my, this is totally not any of that related to any of that, but the first, the song I had my uh, first kiss to was uh, Love Fool by the Cardigans. That's how oh, one song yeah. goes, like, love me, love me, yep. say that you love me. <laughs> and so. I know that band is like a one hit wonder, but like every, every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. Like, I remember exactly where I was. It was during a prom too, of That course. song plays oh my God. all the time. I was at old Nick. Does it? It does. Does it? It's so good. It's so like yeah. It's so good. Super. It's super jazzy. I worked at old (laughs) Nick. So there's that. Um, there was uh my my dad and I listened to a lot of music all the time. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Mars Volta at all. Mm, Um, They're they're insane. They're absolutely insane. Um. But we had no clue who they were. And I remember there was this night where we just kind of went on a drive just for the hell of it. It wasn't for any purpose. Like, we were just like, hey, let's drive and listen to music. Because my dad had really good um, speakers in his car. Um, and so he was like, hey, so my coworker uh, lent me this album. I have no clue what it is. Uh, let's listen to it. I was like, okay, awesome. And it was uh, the album, if any listeners have heard the album, I think it's called Francis the Mute. Um, by, by the Mars Volta, the first track just starts off really quiet and really pretty for like about the first minute. It's just almost this classical flamenco style guitar thing. Oh, yeah. And then you turn it up cause you're like, Oh, it's, it's, it's too quiet. You turn it up and just like out of nowhere, this <laughs> huge, like progressive, like rhythm comes in and it's just all funky and yeah. insane. Um, and we it just, we were like, Whoa, what is happening? And this, this. They're the kind of band that do like, you know, 10 to 20 minute tracks, like where it's like there's movements. Like it's not just your typical, like, you know, A, B, <laughs> A, B, C, B song. They're really something. But else. yeah, that, yeah, they're, they're nuts. But anyway, so I just never, I always remember like our, it, it was an experience discovering that band because we just had no clue what to expect. And yeah, so, so that's it. Those are my two songs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> man like um that's probably my favorite thing to do is just mm-hmm. trying to find albums that like just really connect like oh yeah in your emotions at that time like um one of my like favorite bands i like i just can never get enough of them is mgmt oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, i mean you know like their first album miraculous spectacular i was like you know time to pretend electric feel and stuff like great yes. album but like man their congratulations album is probably my all one of my top five favorite albums of all time like they took that whole psychedelic route and like Mm -hmm. i don't know like psychedelic music 
and rock in general has like had such a great influence on me, especially in like the last year. I don't know why. Yeah, not even doing I get drugs that. to it or anything. You know, like, <laughs> same, it's just, same. Like, it, that's so, the thing. I've gotten just... so much creative ideas just from listening to it, and I think mm-hmm. that's what's so cool about the style is that it's more about like how can we come up with these new sound textures and make the audience just feel like they're you know on an on an experience. Yeah. And I think exactly. that's the cool thing about music is that all it takes is an idea or, you know, a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And if you execute it, you can, you can do anything with it. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to hear, like, <clears throat> to hear, like, different musicians. Um, I watch a lot of interviews with, like, musicians, too. Um, like, some mm-hmm. of my favorite ones and some ones I don't know. Um, but it's interesting to hear, like, the different processes behind, like, them like writing a song or an album and how some of them are just like, it's like, Oh yeah, I wrote this like in my shower in like 10 minutes. Cause I had this idea. Yeah. <laughs> God, yes. Yeah, and that crazy. does happen. <laughs> like, uh, for me lately, like um, being a drummer, right. I don't, I like just bang things. I don't really know how to write songs, you know, like, you know, but, you know um, I was, I've been listening to covers and I actually sent my playlist to these guys to kind of look at, but like, I've been having these like, crazy ideas of just taking covers and completely rewriting them into something entirely unique. And uh, one of the ones I really thought about this on recently was Space Oddity by David Bowie. So, you know, that that whole beginning, (laughs) right? Like, you know, um, ground control and major Tom are kind of talking, but the idea that I was really thinking of with it was like, what if we turn that into like a more natural scene, like where ground control, you know, talking to him in a more natural realistic sense while we're playing more freely underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then like kind of taking that whole section and making it just more like organic in that sense. And then coming in with this like really like different sounding like jam section for like, or like kind of bringing back that old reverted sections where we get like the dun, 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 you know, <laughs> things like that. you know, you got you, you still get those gotta, claps in there. Yeah, Like you got to keep, the parts, you know, keep the idolized. <laughs> of the part, right? like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I've just been really thinking of just taking songs and turning them on their heads. Cause I think mm-hmm. that was probably the most fun I ever had when I was first learning songs. Is yeah. Like, what if we played, you know, like there's this like cool cover on YouTube of like this, like bluegrass band playing thunderstruck by ACDC. That's like right. really cool to watch. Like, mm-hmm. And I could arguably say you could make any song a bluegrass cover. It'll sound great every time. Like uh, Mama by My Chemical Romance. Easy. Easy. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anything is just up for anything at this point. You can do anything with any song. Yeah, I think that's a testament to like what makes a good song. Like if you can, mm-hmm. like, um, I heard this. I think um, the lead singer of All American Rejects said it, but um, he said a song is like a great song if it can be stripped all the way down to an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and you can still mm-hmm. like just sit by a fire and, and play it. It doesn't have to have like all the uh, the bells and whistles, I guess. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind it, it's it's like if it can be as pure as a guitar and a singer, it's a great song. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I live by. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. Because you know, I guess there always is like you know, there are some songs that like they're written so specifically that you can't really change anything about them without mm-hmm. really losing the effect of the song. And I think that's really kind of the beauty of you know a lot of the the classic rock and all that stuff before the music we're at now is that 
Um, a lot of classic rock, you know, back in the day was built off of jazz, which would follow this very set structure. And so yeah. when we hear all those old classic rock standards from like the seventies and even up to the eighties, that's why like all those solos are so present all the time mm-hmm. is a lot of those guys were still jazz musicians dominantly throughout most of their career. So weaning off that jazz element and really starting to create more finite parts and stuff. Yeah. But, you like know, they like, knew how to make something simple, but then also bust out the, you know, have the one guy that's like super skilled. And, yeah. like, <laughs> right, yeah. and then, yeah, like even with today's music, now that we have like so much more access to like synthesizers, keyboards, midis and, um, you know, audio samples and things like, yeah. it, it's almost like it's getting harder and harder to really have that same effect. Like music's gone through. We almost don't think about it, but I'd say it really has gone through a big change in the last, I'd even say 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, electronic music in general is like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different styles of electronic now. I can't even say EDM anymore. Are you talking Mm -hmm. about house? You're talking about dubstep? You're talking about trap? You're talking about, you know. There's so many like sub genres, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel like everything is just like a subgenre at this point. There's like indie, indie pop, indie rock, pop punk. It's just it's all day, subgenres. It's all mm-hmm. rock technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all rock. Yeah, it's all granola. <laughs> granola ranch. <laughs> Metallic it's a big granola category ranch. of just granola metal on like Spotify. I love it. I love it. We need to curate a playlist. But I would say like some of the best bands like are the ones that you can't really label their sound, and I think that's mm-hmm. where we kind of come. Yep. Where. You know, like it, the the one thing I've always had trouble with with this group, is, like Sean said earlier, is like really defining our sound. And um, I think like two bands that I can think of kind of within the same time period are kind of like that was the, uh, System of a Down and uh, the Deftones. Mm, where absolutely. They, yeah. they had so much influence from so many different sounds that like it's really hard to really nail it on the head exactly what they are. Like mm-hmm. new metal, I guess, is what you would categorize them as because it was that early 2000s blend of metal with insert other style of music. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like I would say Deftones, like they'd have these like super like, you know, atmospheric, you know, songs that were all really hip hop groove based and then they just have these crunchy guitar riffs that are yeah oh so, yeah like, crunchy you know, like granola yeah like gr- just like you're on just it like granola. You you can go full circle it was really just granola <laughs> just gr- we play granola music at this point like, limp- <laughs> they, they definitely all eat granola <laughs> granola biscuits yeah limp granola biscuits anyway oh, what oh, a- <laughs> <laughs> What are they actually called? Limp Triscuits? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh man. The puns are endless on here. Yeah, yeah, we love them. It's, we it's, love them. It's pundemonium over here. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. my goodness. No. Right. Oh. Maybe cut that out. I don't know. Keep it. That was, that was good. I think it'll make people, people laugh. That's but. true. <laughs> we'll get some light-hearted warm chuckles at least <laughs> but um how nah. holding up in the in like the pandemic what have you been doing to keep yourself busy oh god podcast, <laughs> right? you know? the podcast and like i started twitch streaming on twitch mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so I, I play some games here and there I got a, quite the following on there, actually, and got the quite the 
cool community. I met some cool people on there that yeah, support my awesome. stuff. Yeah. So I'll awesome. definitely listen to this episode, which is why I wanted to like have a bunch of people on here to like, you know, promote themselves, see what they're about, what you do, you know, <laughs> and get uh, to know you podcast. What yeah. games are you streaming right now? Oh God. Um, just about everything. But I mean, recently I played with a bunch of like my friends on stream. I have like a discord um and i play with a bunch of the homies shout out to the homies um <laughs> we've been playing among us i don't know if you know what among us is mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's that a chaotic game <laughs> i still have yet to try that but i really want to i've yeah i've seen it's, and heard it looks really cool it's really fun but you have to have like you can play it like online with random people which can be fun but it's more fun with like a group of people over like playing with random people and i feel like with for the discussion parts where you're like typing in the chat i feel like you really have to have that like in person like experience for it to be fun i guess Mm -hmm. yeah it's more chaotic yeah (laughs) 